massage has been very grounding for me, very grounding, very meditative. When I am in my treatment room, I am not in my head. I am not stressing out about other things that are happening out in the world. I am just solely focused on the client, their needs, and just staying very present and just just listening. My name is Stephanie. I am 34 and I grew up in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I have always been in the service industry. I've always worked food service, retail. I have worked as a barista, as a waitress. Well, one of the aspects that I enjoy a lot about my work is the relationship building that feels very different than most customer service jobs. And I do tend to think about massage as being a customer service job, essentially. It is, it is a service. I've considered massage as an option for a long time, but I was always worried about committing to doing the work. I was worried about how physical of a job it is. I was worried about what the day-to-day would look like. I had known a lot of people that went to massage school and graduated and never did anything with it, never got licensed, never practiced, or practiced for a short period of time before getting injured or burned out or just realizing that they didn't want to change their lifestyle to make it work. I realize now, looking back, that those were a lot of folks that went into it maybe with the wrong idea that it was going to be easy work. It was a lot of younger folks that just couldn't commit to the lifestyle. They were still partying a lot and just could not handle the physical aspects of the work. I wasn't in a position to be able to go to school full-time as much as I would have liked. So I did a part-time program. It took about a year, but every state is different. Every state's requirements in terms of number of hours and in terms of curriculum and licensing slash certification is all completely different. There is becoming a little bit more standardization in terms of testing. But yes, there are still some states where massage and body work is completely unregulated. I tend to do a lot of deeper work. I tend to be more of a deep tissue practitioner. So that also consists of trigger point therapy. That consists of some different neuromuscular techniques. From more of a philosophical or energetic, or just like non-physical aspect of my work, I really, really am excited to work with people who have issues with chronic pain. I love being a part of their process, a part of a pain management team. And I love being able to hear about somebody's formal diagnosis and how it compares to my findings and my experience with working with them. I think that it also helps the person who is receiving work to have multiple perspectives, but especially if there is overlap or if we're echoing similar things. 
I also am really excited to work with people who have experienced um, trauma, whether it's bodily focused and physical or emotional, because that is still a thing that can find itself taking up space in our tissue and muscle fibers and whatnot. So I'm very interested in the somatics aspect of body work as well. I feel really passionately about providing transcompetent care to folks and be gender affirming in my practice. I think that massage is becoming recognized for possible benefits, even, you know, for like people who are very athletic, but also in ways of supporting individuals becoming more embodied. I find that my hands-on time with folks passes by really quickly. I feel like I'm problem-solving, and I also feel very centered in my work. There's something that's really special about going into a treatment room that I have set up and is just separate from the hustle-bustle of the rest of the world, And just existing in this space that is very well controlled with another person. There are stressful things that come up in the work, but I don't know. I guess I tend to think about them more as challenges. And I've always been a person who um, appreciates those. I actually think that what would be the most challenging for me is working at a very cookie cutter spa and having to do everything the same way for every client and having the whole day slog by like that. For me, it is way more interesting when I have people coming in that have very different specific needs, sometimes with conditions that I have only heard about that I haven't worked with and having to do a little bit of investigative work before going into the session. I'm more interested in some of the medical aspects of the work. I noticed this when I was in school, and I noticed this with myself, that a lot of the people that are drawn into doing body work have a lot of their own bodily things happening, whether it's having a history of chronic pain, or even instances of physical abuse, childhood abuse. Those are some overarching themes that I've seen in people who are bodywork practitioners. The work that we do is very vulnerable. It takes a lot of courage for people to come to us sometimes. To trust somebody with your body is huge especially in terms of injury, but also in terms of any sort of trauma. I have had some clients referred to me by therapists who have become regulars, who have been working through sexual assault or other forms of bodily harm, essentially. I also, I've had a few clients that have struggled with embodiment and dissociation for their entire lifetimes, where receiving touch is difficult 
painful, scary, and to be able to build a relationship with some of these clients and to have to receive their trust, to help them in their process of feeling more grounded and connected in their bodies and in the world um, is very, very rewarding. But I grew up in a family where we did not, um, I did not have a, receive a lot of positive touch. Most of the touch that I received was neutral at best, but um, I am an adult survivor of child abuse. And um, yeah, so like that is, that is a thing that I had to work through and have a lot of feelings about when I was going through school. Going through school was hard with having that realization because it, it was like halfway through that year that I realized that that was maybe a big aspect of what drew me to the work. And I reached a point in school where I cried a lot when I was receiving body work. And yeah, and there were also a lot of other students that had that experience as well, which I did not think of, you know, like, and duh, 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 you know, of course that's a, of course that's a thing that could be very informing. Yeah, so I'm like feeling a little like choked up talking about it. And so I think also for me, it feels really personal to be able to provide safe, therapeutic, structured touch to people who may not have received it, may not be receiving it, or are in a process of reconciling that. I absolutely pick up on things that clients don't tell me about. There are a lot of times where people fill out their intake forms and they kind of gloss over details or they don't think that a condition is relevant to the session, maybe because of intention, maybe because of what they're there for. But the body gives itself away. I always joke about this. I will ask clients if they stretch. And the, tr the truth is, I already know if they stretch or not. It's kind of like when you go to the dentist and they ask you if you floss and you say, oh yeah, I floss. And then they look at you and you're like, not every day. So I can usually tell when a client has received body work um, by the way they receive pressure, the way they respond to it, the way that the tissue actually responds to the work, um, and also the tissue quality. And, you know, everybody's tissue is different. So, you know, it can range in terms of how dense the tissue feels, you know, if there are any knots or trigger points or congestion in the tissue I try to not think about bodies or conditions as being good or bad. We can think about things in levels of function. I also think that bodies usually reflect how we are using them in our day-to-day -day lives. For example, 
a person who does a lot of childcare, whether that person is a parent or a childcare worker, is going to exhibit certain patterns of tension that might differ from somebody who is working at a desk 50 hours a week versus somebody who is a trucker or a surgeon. A lot of us sleep curled up if we are sitting at a desk for eight hours a day and sleeping for eight hours a night with our hips flexed, it will lead to having tighter hip flexors. And unless if we are moving in ways that challenge that, we can fall into patterns of dysfunction. Some of the occupational hazards, I would say, are definitely our own muscular injury. Um, It's rough. So body mechanics is having a level of awareness of how you are using your body on the job. So, you know, it consists of trying to lower your center of gravity, learning how to how to move, learning how to stack your joints and how to maximize applying pressure um, without straining your own self. What's difficult is that the more tired you are, the more unaware you can be of how you're holding your body, which can lead to your own personal injury. Then there is a level of pressure to work through it. So that is a little bit of the irony of body work is some people go into it because massage has helped them drastically in their own bodies, and they want to be able to provide that to other people, but you also have to not be self-sacrificing in that practice. When I am in session, I always appreciate having a client that is verbal and that gives me guidance just because everybody's needs are so different. So I, I strongly believe that everybody is the expert of their own body. And I never want to go into a session thinking that I understand somebody's body more than them. I might be able to get different information or understand things from a different perspective, but that is nothing compared to somebody's own lived experience. I have some clients that are very chatty Sometimes the chattiness is a sign of nervousness, and I find that with those clients, as I get into more deep work and they are focusing on their breathing, the conversation can kind of come to a lull. A lot of conversation can sometimes feel a little distracting, but it's also kind of, in my opinion, that that time is the client's time. And that if I am able to engage them in both ways, and that is something that feels good for them, I'm I'm personally happy to oblige. Complete silence is okay. Sometimes it can be a little bit of a break. I love it when my clients fall asleep. I find that to be a very deep compliment. And I have had some clients audibly snore during session. 
I have had to be able to identify what my limits are in many ways. I think the boundaries that I struggle, I have struggled with most in this profession is figuring out how available I am for people. I have been very busy in the past. And I think most people who get into the profession are very drawn to helping people. But with that, we do also have very, we have our limitations. That can be difficult. I think especially if you are working for yourself and you are making your own schedule, it is really easy to overextend yourself. I have had many years where I have had no full days off because I have told myself, oh, well, one, one client on my day off isn't really like working. Working for other people has more clearly defined boundaries that are already established for you. When you are running your own practice, you have a lot more freedom to decide how you want to structure everything. But it can be a little intimidating to know where to draw the line, especially if you have the type of personality that wants to be helpful and available to others. There can be blurry boundaries between therapeutic relationships and friendships. Working on friendships or people that you share community with can feel more complex because of the nature of dual relationships. So I always have a little bit of anxiety working on somebody that even if I'm not directly connected with, just somebody in community, if this person receives a session from me that they are not enthusiastic about how that will end up affecting the other aspects of relationship that we have. Not to say that that has necessarily happened. And I try really hard to not be attached to an outcome. But it is a little bit easier to not feel as overly invested when you are working with somebody that you don't have personal connection with. It feels less risky. It feels less personal. At this point, I feel very solid with what I feel is okay in my professional life and how to respond to behavior that feels out of bounds. As a massage therapist, we do have to abide by HIPAA laws. So there is a little bit of a dance with confidentiality. And I know that this is a similar thing with therapists. If I see a client walking down the street, well, I will make eye contact, but I do not, I never make the first move verbally addressing them. This is a little bit more complex if you are sharing community with a lot of your clientele. And also some clientele don't realize that we have to abide by these laws. But anything that happens in session with me is not information that I can relay 
but it also depends on the massage therapist, how much they uphold that, which is a little disappointing. It really makes me anxious when I hear body workers self-ascribe themselves as healers. I think that that is a very big statement to make. I think that that takes a lot of ownership over people's processes. I think that at best, we can be facilitators. We have tools. We can help people along their journey, whatever their journey consists of. But to take ownership of somebody else's experience like that, it feels little egotistical. But I also think that I am a little extreme in that way. I think that my time as a massage therapist, I have been able to view bodies very differently. I've always been a person who's cared a lot about bodily autonomy, and that everybody is a good body, and thought a lot about disability and have thought a lot about fat phobia and and just all the politics around bodies and all of the things that people face. I've never been a person that has been squeamish about bodies either. And I remember when I was in school, there were a lot of other students that were concerned about bodies, whether it was body hair or body odor or size um, or age or ability. And I think that in time, people become more comfortable with their skills and be able, being able to work on a wide variety of bodies. But it really helps you work past prejudices. Like somehow... Being a body worker still feels deeply political to me. I find that women tend to not think of themselves as physically strong. I have noticed in working with people that masculine folks tend to take up space a lot differently than feminine folks. And so when I am working with people that are feminine of center are non-men. I like to be encouraging about being able to take up space in a way that is less apologetic. I also like to, instead of talking about somebody's muscular state as being tense, I like to also mention that they are strong. And I found that men are as taken aback by that, but women are more surprised at receiving that feedback. Ultimately, it just feels like a really big privilege to be able to work with folks in such a personal way and to be and to be let in and to have a relationship that grows and that takes different forms. It has been really, really special to work with different clients through their pregnancies. It is really exciting to work with folks through longer spans of time and being able to identify patterns and also set new trajectories with them. 
it, just having such a closer relationship as much as I'm interested in helping other people in their goals and in their process I also feel like it has been a very big stabilizing force for me and it's almost feels a little symbiotic I feel like it's very clear that I feel very emo about uh, <laughs> massage therapy, which like I always, I always kind of like knew about, I know about myself, but uh, <laughs> I, and so, you know, like my experience might not reflect other people's, but like, I feel like very like weirdly tender about this thing that I do, even though I don't want to admit it most of the time. <laughs>